Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Foundation Friday, October 30th, 2020. Steve Cypress here with a spectacular sunset going on behind me. Hopefully you can enjoy that. While I go through today's tip, the brilliant reds, orange, purple, blue, yellow. It's fantastic back there. Jeff, I'm sure you're seeing it too, since you live nearby. And so what is the hardest sale to make? in business. You see Trump right now, who has an outside shot if Biden can pull off a miracle or if there's enough cheating or whatever happens here, uh, the Trump might lose re-election. That's a rare occurrence because the incumbent has a lot of um, benefits to incumbency. Uh, he has, well, I don't have to go through them here. You ought to know that if you follow politics at all. But the point is, uh, it comes from this. You see, Trump, uh, the difference between Trump rallies of four years ago, four or five years ago, and now, and disclaimer, of course, I don't pay that much attention. I don't watch a lot of <laughs> Trump rallies, never been to one, never will go to one. Uh, don't watch them a lot, but you, I can't avoid them when I turn on any news channel these days and there's highlights of it or there's another one live or whatever. Um, but I do recall and I might be off base, help me out, somebody watching this, listening to it, reading it in a comment below, but I believe that the prevalent chance at the Trump rallies when he was an outsider, a businessman and celebrity and TV reality star and all that, not a politician running for office against a lifetime politician, the chance at his rallies, the prevalent ones that I remember, were build a wall, lock her up, drain the swamp. Well, he is building the wall. There's hundreds of miles done, uh, not from sea to signing, shining sea and all that, but ineffective places. So you can, you can check that one off the list. But the other two, nothing. Crickets, not to be found. Lock her up. Uh, that's what they were chanting. That's what the crowds wanted. They wanted Hillary, crooked Hillary, as Trump would say, locked up for some of her, at least one of her many crimes over her long, illustrious, corrupt, permanent political career. Um, and yet the Trump Department of Justice under multiple three or more uh, heads of the Department of Justice over the, the brief four-year span of Trump's administration, none of them went after Hillary. Uh, he couldn't get the FBI to reopen the investigation, uh, wouldn't get, you know, they, they're complete establishment, anti-Trumpers. Trump's the biggest threat to the FBI and the CIA and NSA and all that because him and his people can uncover a lot of their crimes. So, uh, but Trump didn't do anything to go after Hillary at all. So zero out of a thousand on that one. And uh, drain the swamp. Well, uh, you can make an argument that not only is not Trump not draining the swamp, but he's been adding to it. Um, I, I believe, I mean, there's a valid, you know, excuse slash reason, whatever you want to call it for it is Trump found out, uh, that, Hey, the federal government needs a lot more people working in it than a family 
closely held corporation, the Trump Corporation, which he can get by with a few trusted people, and that's about it. And he can also fire anyone he doesn't want to work with and all that. You know, he found out very quickly, uh, gee, I don't want to work with Nancy Pelosi. I don't want to work with Paul Ryan. I don't want to work with all the rest of the anti-Trumpers. But, hey, you got it. And I don't want to work with Merkel and this and that and whatever. Well, you got to. Can't walk away from that table. Can't say, hey, you're fired. Uh, you got to learn how to work with people that you don't want to work with, something Trump uh, really pretty much never did in his whole career. Uh, so he had trouble there. But um, drain the swamp. I mean, he, very, he, he brought in some outsiders in the beginning, anti-non-swampers. And, uh, you know, the, the, the results of that are legendary. All kinds of Amorosas and, and uh, sexy Rexy Tillerson and, uh, you know, all kinds of losers in the Trump administration coming in from never working in government, not knowing anything about government, uh, uh, you know, fouling the whole thing up and not filling anywhere near all the positions he needed. So very quickly, Trump dipped into the swamp and all kinds of ex-lobbyists were in the Trump Foundation that he swore against. Oh, I'm going to make a rule. You're not allowed to be a lobbyist for five years after you leave the government or this or that or whatever, not at least not doing that. Uh, but he's hiring tons of them to work in his administration. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, DOJ, this attorney general, he dipped right into the swamp. This uh, Bill Barr character uh, was the attorney general like 30 years ago. So of all the attorneys in the whole country that are outside the swamp, could he, gotten, could he have gotten one of them? To be the attorney general, to head the just no, he had to dip right into a career swamp dweller, uh, Bill Barr, who knows the swamp really well and all that, but nevertheless, not draining the swamp. And so Trump, uh, in many ways, has continued to uh, uh, increase the numbers in the swamp, the power of the swamp. He hasn't really done anything to stop it. So, you know, but I, he made some effort there. I'd give him out of a thousand, I'd give him, a, you know, three, four hundred or something, but predominantly, Failed on that chanting campaign promise. Absolutely failed on the locker up thing. And is doing uh, better than expected on the wall since he had to, first he blew the first deal where Pelosi offered him $25 million for something to do with DACA, and which he was willing to do anyway, but for some reason he messed that up and said no. And then he hooked and crooked and, and, and you know, Rob Peter to pay Paul and move money around and all kinds of Ridiculous things like politicians always do to get their way, uh, not just politicians. I mean, it's an age-old fact that anyone in power will abuse their power. And Trump uh, has built the wall. But other campaign promises, the ones that hit home with me, there was uh, getting rid of Obamacare. Uh, in my lifetime, pro probably the worst piece of legislation there was caused me and lots of people like me to lose our health care plans. Great plans that we had, great insurance. We were then told, oh, those don't comply. You've got to buy all kinds of stuff you don't want, like you need prenatal care, and you need this and that and whatever, and your deductible's way up, and your, your, uh, your premium's way up, and your coverage is way down, and what the hell, all because of Obamacare. Trump promised to get rid of that, but then he had made that fatal mistake during his campaign and made much more of an enemy of John McCain than he ever had to do. And once again, hey, Trump, you know, you can't just fire the guy. You've got to work with the guy. Well... McCain didn't really want to work with him, did he? And so he did the old thumbs down, and we're stuck with Obamacare, uh, the remnants of whatever it is still sucking around and ruining things and, and getting the, the opposing party to Trump sitting there going like, well, we've got to expand on Obamacare instead of the thing is gone. 
start over and do something good. I mean, if you're going to give health care to millions of people, you don't have to also take it away from millions of others. I mean, but anyway, uh, another one was he was going to get rid of the uh, carried interest loophole in the IRS tax code. And then if, I'm sure some kind of billionaires got to him and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. No one will remember that. No one even understands that crap. Like, leave that in there. And all kinds of other stuff. So what's left to chant at this rally? At the rallies this year? Again, I don't watch a lot of them, but I don't see any meaningful chants. The chants I see are four more years, four more years, four more years. Okay, what does that mean? Is that a campaign promise? Is that something that's going to affect me, help me? What's four more years going to do? Where's the chant of what he's going to do in the next four years? And the other one I see is we love you. We love you. We love you. Well, that's great, and it strokes, uh, you know, one of the most massive egos of all time, Donald Trump. But again, not a campaign promise, not like build the wall or drain the swamp. I mean, what does that do? So Trump is lacking in his messaging for why he should be given four more years. Why should he be rehired? Why should he be reelected? And that goes to the point of today's Foundation Friday message, which is the hardest sale to make, which is the renewal Okay, it's far more easy, light years easier to make the initial sale, right? So uh, dentists, to bring somebody in with a discounted or a free uh, x-rays and exam and teeth whitening or whatever, you can bring them in. And they lament, as long as I've been working with dentists, to work with dozens and dozens or probably well over 100 of them for, for decades now, is, uh, gee, I can't get people to come back for their six month thing and come back. Right, right, that's the tougher sale to make, is with, to get them to come back, did you say I'll give you another free visit and free x-rays and then, no, of course they didn't. They just said come back, you're supposed to, or you know, uh, whatever, that's the rules, or that's the way it's supposed to be, or did that work? No, doesn't work, right? Tougher sale to make, and yet they attempt to make it more weekly, uh, just like Trump is doing now. He has a weaker campaign, weaker promises about why should he continue. Now, in his, to his benefit, of course, to his, his great benefit is that he is running against a decrepit, horrible candidate. Uh, however, you still got to make the sale. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's the only, the biggest thing going for Trump is that uh, four years ago, the Democrats put up a lifetime corrupt politician. And after eight years of economic morose, America said, okay, we're tired of corrupt establishment lifetime politicians, and we're not happy with eight years of a crappy economy, so let's bring in this business person who all he thinks about is finances, and he's corrupt, but he's not a corrupt politician, right? He's stolen a lot of people's monies, but not American taxpayers. Uh, and so uh, what did the Democrats do? Did they learn any lesson from four years ago? Of course not. Most of them spent four years complaining and blaming and thinking up all kinds of cockamamie reasons for why they lost other than, hey, that's why you lost. Because you had eight years of failed economy and then you put up a hated lifetime corrupt politician. Well, what they do? Not only did they put back one of the guys who was in the White House, not that he did anything, but at least he was there for those eight years of a morose, tepid, crappy economy, but also, he's another corrupt lifetime politician. So, not nearly as hated as Hillary, but what the heck? I mean, slightly less, you know, probably a lot less despicable human being, but still a despicable human being, a lifetime swamp-dwelling corrupt politician. Um, that's what's going for Trump. 
And then he has lots of successes of his first four years, but he's not making the sale, he's not making the case, and most importantly, he's not making the case of why he should get the nod for the next four years, not anywhere near as strongly as he did four years ago. And that's the caution for all business owners if you are selling a membership type or repeat type of business, right? So I have, as a consultant, as a business coach over the years, and certainly when I was running the largest entrepreneur group in Chicago for six years, Chicagoland's sharpest entrepreneurs, that was a monthly membership. People got canceled, and they did every single month. There were new people came in, other people canceled. So I had to continually make the sale to every member why they should continue to be a member. And I made that on a monthly basis, more than a monthly, but I made it on a constant basis. Why it's good to be a member. Remember why you joined. What you can expect coming up. What great things are going to be happening. What bonuses you'll get if you stay this much longer, this much longer. What's about to be happening. I constantly made the sale. In my nine years of a door-to-door sales career, every single one of the people in our entire door-to-door business was an independent contractor uh, who could come in. That's how I started, just coming in. You didn't have to come in any day. You're independent contractor status. You're not an employee. So you can show up every day. You can take days off if you want. Of course, the whole thing was based on advancement. I mean, you start by unloading trucks and doing sales and, and, and doing your own uh, settling up your own finances, but then you, as you progress, you settle up the finances of other people and you learn that part of the business. And you, you start counting the inventory and, and managing the overall warehouse instead of just loading up a little bit in the warehouse. And you start training and managing and hiring and interviewing salespeople instead of just going out and pounding the pavement yourself. But it did start, and always was, every single person that comes into the business, independent contractor. They could quit any time, and they did. For any reason, there were plenty of times I thought of, of, of quitting, not going in. And every time, there was a manager right there to help remind me what was in my future if I kept going. And, of course, you know, most people last, I think the average would be one or two days. I lasted nine years in the thing. So pretty much somebody convinced me to keep going. Well, that's the tougher sale to make. It's an easier sale to make, like Trump did four years ago. Hey, uh, life, you know, the eight years under this Democrat sucked. And so let's switch parties. And uh, the establishment sucks and lifetime politicians suck, so you want an outside, right? That was the pitch. And America bought it and said, okay, let's go for it. Well, that was much easier than now. I know he's, he attempts to, he says things like, the reason I don't sound like a politician is because I'm not one. Well, you are one. You're not a lifetime politician, but pretty much if I look up in the dictionary the definition of politician, it is A, someone who holds a political office, check, that's Trump, and be someone who is campaigning for a political office, check number two, also Trump. So under any definition, yes, you are a politician, and uh, you are not making anywhere strong a case. Now, still, it's, it's far-fetched that Trump could somehow lose this thing and Biden could mount some last-minute comeback here and somehow take this thing, but it could happen. And the fact that it's even close at all is a testament to Trump's weak renewal campaign, that he has an extremely weak re-election campaign compared to his initial election campaign, which took him from an absolute nobody and a thousand-to-one chance and being laughed at all over the place to actually winning. Well, this time he's the incumbent who had a strong economy. And, uh, you know, now he's got uh, Middle East peace deals and he's uh, killed off ISIS and he's 
stop North Korea from shooting missiles over Japan every day. And he uh, built a strong economy, and now he's rebuilding a strong economy despite all the anti-Trumper governors and mayors staying on lockdown and hurting their own citizens just to try and win the election and keep the, uh, the numbers down for the overall economy. I mean, if they had any, you know, if they cared at all about their own citizens, they'd be opening up their states and opening up the economy, and then the Trump numbers would be through the roof. But they can't do that in an election year. So, sure, Trump has all these things against him, the media, this, that, but they were all against him four years ago. Now he's the incumbent, and he really should. It should have been just the talk of an automatic landslide, uh, you know, just came out of the blue. I would say a year ago, zero question, automatic landslide, nothing anyone could do to stop him, but a pandemic that has not gone away and an economy that has not yet rebounded. Ouch. Double major ouch against Trump. Still Biden limping along, uh, acting like he's not even trying to win this thing, although I shouldn't say him. I mean, he doesn't even know what day it is. It's his handlers are acting like they don't know what's going on. They're getting outworked. They're getting, uh, uh, you know, trounced by Trump on the ground, outwork, registrations. He's the incumbent. So many things in his favor. This thing shouldn't even be close. But there's a lesson for all business owners. If you have any kind of renewal in your business, you're going to get frustrated when people don't renew. But understand, that is the toughest sale to make. I was just talking to a client today, and he has signed up a whole bunch of people to his initial offer, and then he's frustrated that, they don't use the system. They don't use the software. Like I'm like, right, because your initial sale is great. All kinds of promises of this and that. And if you just use this system, it'll solve all these problems and make it. That's all true. But then if they don't use it, and if you don't constantly make the sale all the time, hey, you got to use this. Hey, you got to use it more. Hey, you got to use it more. Then they don't get the positive results from it. And then you got a real tough time renewing them. You got a real tough time getting them to come back and 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 re-up for another year. They're thinking re-up for another year of something I didn't use. Out, that's what they're thinking. Instead of, ooh, re-up for another year for something that is solving all my problems. I mean, the initial promise was great. Unless you deliver on that and remind them constantly that you delivered on that and that you will continue to deliver more if they stay. That's how you make a renewal sale. Man, that's a lot, a lot, lot tougher than the initial sale. That is the lesson Trump is learning right now that this race, or I say race, but the, you know, there's no election for president. There are 50-something individual elections for president, and uh, Trump knows that a dozen or so are the ones that matter. Both candidates know that. I mean, Biden, again, his handlers make some mistakes once in a while and send him into a friendly state like California for a fundraiser or keep them in a, another friendly state, Delaware, like, you know, hello. Uh, there's only a dozen elections that matter here. And it's never been more obvious that it's not the election. There are multiple elections when you see what's going on in the courts, right? This state has that rule. This state allows you to count ballots three days later. That one's six days later. That one's the deadline. Is it that whatever? All the states run their own elections. They're all different elections. Uh, there's no cockamamie. Uh, this thing Hillary tried and her deranged supporters, I think they still cling to it. It's like somehow that you, something to do, where'd they come up with this one? You add up all the votes in all the individual elections and somehow add them all together and that's a meaningful number? Who cares about the total number of votes in 50 separate elections? What would that possibly matter at all? That's like saying uh, we lost the World Series. 
but we added up all the individual runs in each of the seven games, and we scored more. Who cares? It's not how it works. It's split into seven games. You got to win a multiple, uh, 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 a majority of the games. Well, that's how it works here in America. You got to win the electoral college. You got to win the individual state elections. But anyway, I digress. Um, don't ease up on your renewal sales. In fact, the time to start making that renewal sale, you can probably guess, it's the minute after you make the initial sale, immediately. Remind them what a good decision they made to buy, and then don't stop reminding them what a good decision they made to buy and why they should keep going and what's in their future. Uh, as you see Trump uh, even close in this thing, you see that uh, it's a lesson he should have learned long ago, but uh, chickens could come home to roost in this one. He's not done a great job. Even Trump admitted once in an interview, like, uh, I give my actions an A-plus, but my communication... Um, an A minus, like the lowest grade he could possibly give himself, or a C, or whatever he said. But, you know, not done a great job of communicating either the message of what he's already done, certainly not what he's going to do. And that has what should be an in the bag landslide election against a ridiculous weekend at Bernie's decrepit, senile, lifetime corrupt politician, a no brainer, has this thing even close at all. Like, hopefully, you. Don't make the same mistake. And that'll do it for Foundation Friday. I see the sun pretty much has set. And that'll do it for me. I'll be back tomorrow on Social Media Saturday. I will help you to build your business, make more profit uh, with a tip tomorrow based on making money with social media. Thanks for being here today. Catch you tomorrow. Over and out. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making